millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, this is Lainey. Welcome to the Lainey Gossip Podcast for Sasha Answers. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Pitter patter. That is my dog jumping yes. off the couch. Yes. <laughs> it's very cute. Um, how has your week been? It's been good. Yeah? Yeah. It's like hot as fuck. It is hot. I'm getting... Not uh, that I'm complaining, but it's actually a sauna. I, one of my happy things... I have three happy things to tell you. Okay. Well, that happened this week were one, my mom was in town, which we know, and yeah. that filled me with much joy. Two, and underwear. And lots of underwear. <laughs> a cornucopia of underwear. Two... Uh, I'm getting fucking air conditioning in my house. I'm excited for you. This is I'm, like a really big deal as I'm like a 30 1970s. I am. You've entered the I'm 1970s. Totally, totally. <laughs> yeah. And then three, I wanted to say that I feel like I have made a movement happen, even though I haven't, is that tampons are fucking free in New York City, in schools, and in jails, and in shelters, and I had nothing to do with it, but I'm going to pretend like I did. And no one signed my petition that I made, but someone had a petition and, and someone made moves and bless the city of New York I love City. that you named three places that you will never be, a school, a jail, and a still, shelter still. in New York City. Still. It just feels like a win. This doesn't change the fact that you are tampon poor. I want to know, you know how what? this happens. And I got my period today and I didn't have a tampon, but the lucky tampon machine... I pulled on it and then a, uh, one just came down. You know, remember I told you that yes, that sometimes yeah. happens? Anyway, so it's like a fucking another full circle moment for me. But I just want to know, because I always have I tampons in like a pouch that I keep in my bag. <clears throat> I know, I don't I do not do that. So I don't know what else you want to say. I don't need to re <laughs> Anyway, this is just one of the mysteries about you that yes. I love so much. Yes. And also you're getting your dog spayed and… Yes. I'm very happy we're doing it. Uh, lacroscopically. Lapros? Lapros. I don't La know how to say it. Laparoscope. Yeah. Laparoscopically. Yes. yes. Where they don't rip her little genitals apart. They mm -hmm. take it out and I don't know, beads. Yeah. And, and then she doesn't have to wear a cone. Yeah. And I feel very happy about that decision. That makes me happy that I don't. How's, how's your husband dealing with uh, that? He's fine. Okay. I mean, Elvis, if it was a boy dog, would he be different? He, no. But what I found that's been very interesting is Every time I see, uh, not every time, but a lot of the male dogs that are kicking around the dog parks aren't neutered. Okay. And whenever I ask them about it, the dude, the, yeah. the girl, it's always usually the girl. She's like, oh, my boyfriend won't let me get our dog neutered because they think it'll take the manliness away from the dog. <sighs> Is that a thing? Yasik's no. like that? No, he doesn't, he doesn't think, care about the manliness of the dog. Oh, okay. It's just... And he, I mean, we've had two dogs. Both of them have been neutered. Elvis is not old enough to get neutered yet. We like to wait a year. He just doesn't like to think about the process because you literally remove the testes. Yeah. And like every time I say that, remove the testicles, he 
shivers and yeah. But he just, because he transfers it to himself. He imagines it happening to him. Which I mean is fair enough. I'm still a bit conflicted that this is even a thing. Like, why can't I let my little dog just have her period? I mean, I'm pro tampon. I should let her have pro period. I think it's more, but I think it's not that. It's obviously animal control. I know, but. some, like, fucking dog. Like, your dog rapes my dog whenever I bring her over. I wouldn't, that's a strong word. And I would not... Assaults my dog. <laughs> um, I would say that he um, is affectionate towards okay, her. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, should we start? Yes. Hi, Sasha and Lainey. I'm writing to you because I think that drinking has become something that is too negative for me to have in my life anymore, but I don't know if how I could possibly cut it out completely without totally changing my entire life. I'm a 25-year-old girl and have honestly never been a good drunk. Since I started drinking around 16, I would always cry or do something embarrassing. The first time I had sex, I was blackout drunk in a bathroom in high school, and I feel like this kind of pattern has just continued. I only drink on the weekends usually, but can't seem to do it without getting out of hand once in a while. I have and continue to act in ways that I feel are not representative of who I am, saying nasty things about friends or getting into psycho fights where I completely overreact, almost getting physical, or just cry about nothing. I have slept with guys who are supposed to be off-limits, just been a general awful person to people who have been nothing but great to me. I have slept with a lot of people I wouldn't have sober, sometimes I don't even remember it, and wake up completely confused about where I am and what happened. I feel disgusted with myself about this when I actually take the time to think about it, so I don't really. I have done so many reckless and stupid things. I've been sexually assaulted, which I don't think would have happened if I hadn't been drunk. Whenever there is a major negative consequence of drinking, I will tell myself to slow down. I'll do it. I'll do okay at it for a while, even six months at a time, but then I always screw up again and do something awful eventually. I'm trying to take responsibility for my actions now and realize that the things I do drunk are still me and this is not the person I want to be. Despite my many mistakes, I have a group of amazing, amazing friends who have always been there for me and the best family a girl could ask for who loves me so much. I know that they would say that I'm a kind, thoughtful, and fun person and a good friend when I'm sober. My main concern is that while these amazing friends would absolutely support me if I were to make the decision to cut out drinking entirely, that is legitimately all we do. And for them, it isn't an issue. All our weekend socializing takes place at bars. We go to music festivals to party. We travel and party. We go out for casual drinks on the patio. I'm very outgoing, and this is why I enjoy drinking, partying so much, because it allows me to meet tons of new people all the time. I'm confident and comfortable doing all these things sober, but I feel like it won't be the same. I fear I will miss out on having a social life. I've been told by many people so many times when I express a desire to stop drinking to just have a couple or set a limit and stick to it. Do you think this is actually possible? I would love to be able to do that, but anytime I have tried in the past, I just go back to my old ways once I get comfortable. Have I just not been committed enough to my limits? Will I never be able to have a glass of wine or beer at dinner again? If I just stop altogether, how do I explain this to people? How do I continue to go out and have fun without seeming like a freak and go on dates? Thank you for any advice you can offer. This is a surprisingly scary process to think about committing to for real. Oh, she didn't leave a name. So maybe let's just give her one. Um, I'm going to call her Julie. Okay. 
Well, Julie is awfully brave and strong and awesome to not only share this super personal stuff with us, but that she is facing, you know, her own demons head on, which sounds like she, while in a tough place, is in the right place to make a change. And I did just want to um, highlight some things, which is a lot of her behavior is trademark of someone who has an alcohol problem. Um, So I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to make her feel bad, but I do want to just really hammer home the point that she does have an alcohol problem. Um, And, you know, there's kind of five telltale signs, which is you want to quit, but you can't. Um, Your tolerance increases over the years because you're intaking so much more alcohol over time. Um, You get yourself in dangerous and like risky situations that you wouldn't find yourself in if you weren't drunk. Um, You have a complete change in your personality And the last one is that you frequently black out. And literally every one of those, um, she hits the mark on. Um, And so I think that's just important to highlight to to know that um, this isn't something that you can just hope goes away. And the other thing is when she's expressing that she is um, like afraid of the change, this is the time to make the change. You don't want to be this person anymore. You want to be the person... Um, that is good, that isn't getting yourself into dangerous situations, that is a reliable friend, that is a reliable sister, daughter. Um, And so I'm just really excited, even though I know this is going to be a hard road for you, I'm excited that you are ready to make a change in your life. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I agree with you. I think that Julie is incredibly brave and and Mm -hmm. self-aware. I think it's a big step to acknowledge all these things about yourself yeah. that you do when you are drinking and that you don't like. I think that is probably one of the most important steps Absolutely. is that self-awareness. Before I continue, though, I just want to put it out there. There's something Julie wrote that I I want to just not correct, but put out there and then we can move on. Okay. And... Julie said that there were times that she was probably sexually assaulted and it wouldn't have happened if she wasn't drunk. Mm. And I don't love that. I don't love that logic because the onus, Julie, wasn't on you. And whether or not you were drunk should not have led to you being sexually assaulted. Mm -hmm. That person who sexually assaulted you should not have touched someone who was not capable of giving consent. And we have to start, we have to stop using language like that. I read a really amazing tweet that someone showed me a few weeks ago. And it was from a man. And I really wish I could find it again. But the man was like, in this tweet, this was his tweet. He was like, you know what's really, really easy? The easiest thing in the world for me as a man is to not rape. It's never been hard. It's never been hard for me to not rape. And then he went on. He was like, you know what? I don't walk down the street and say to myself, oh, fuck, I wish I could rape somebody. Nope. Have to say me, Bill. Let's call him Bill. Bill has never been so confident in anything as my ability to not rape. Yeah. Anyway, so what I'm saying is, is that when Julie has been sexually assaulted, Julie, you were drunk. So what? That is not, you know... Doesn't fall on her own as... Yes. Exactly. So anyway, we got that out of the way. Um, Julie, I think that, again, it's very brave of you to acknowledge that you have a problem. 
I am not an addiction counselor. Mm -hmm. Neither are you, Sash. Nope. So I I don't want to be an expert in that regard. What I do want to say is I think that you should start seeing somebody. I think that you first should start seeing your doctor, your family doctor, and let your family doctor know that you think that you may have a problem with alcohol and that family doctor can refer you to a specialist who can help you with this. And that person will have the skills to teach you how to manage this issue and answer all those questions about how will I be able to stop drinking when all my friends are out there Mm -hmm. drinking? How will I be able to stay sober? How will I still be able to maintain a social life? All these things are very valid concerns. You're 25 years old. You're having a great time. You have great friends. You want to be out there meeting new people. I get it. I get the anxiety around that. But I also know that there are definitely ways around it. As it happens, I just watched a really good documentary this weekend. Which one? Um, it's about, it's called As I Am, D-J-A-M. Oh. Adam Goldstein. Yeah, yeah, okay. And so he was an addict very young, and then he got clean for quite a while, like I think nine or ten years. And while he was clean, he was DJing in the club scene, the mm-hmm. L.A. club scene, the Vegas club scene. I mean, imagine he was surrounded by all of it and maintained a lengthy sobriety and was successful at maintaining a lengthy sobriety. And that was actually when his career took off. So he got sober, then his career took off. He became the first million dollar DJ in the world. Mm -hmm. People acknowledge his genius. Like in this, DJ Jazzy Jeff was in this documentary saying that he was awesome and he did all these great things. And unfortunately, yes, we know that he died of an overdose Um, It happened after that plane crash that he was in and, you know, pain management from, he suffered very serious burns. There was pain management, you know, there were, there was depression, there was post-traumatic stress disorder that he was dealing with. And of course, as we know now, he wasn't able to cope after that. But what I learned in that time was that he was very committed in those nine, 10 years during his sobriety when he was at raves and at, mm-hmm. you know, the temptation was awesome all around. parties yeah. and he was able to do that. So it's possible. And the it's experts than possible. Though, oh yeah. Right? Because I think more and more you're seeing even this culture of Hollywood. 100%. So many people are coming out with the fact that they do have addiction problems and, and yeah, it's hard to be, and that, and that's what I want to say to our reader is it's not going to be easy. Um, but yes, as you said, like you go see a counselor, you see an addiction spe- specialist, and they will give you those tools yes. um, to cope because absolutely you can do this. Absolutely, yeah. as long as you're committed to it, you yeah. can um, you can you can make a difference in your life because you're clearly not happy with what has transpired in the last couple of years. Yeah. And I look forward to the person that you want to be. The therapy will also help you perhaps look into some of the root causes of you feeling that you have to drink to have a good time. Mm -hmm. And you will be learning more about yourself, uncovering more about yourself, Julie. And I think that this is a big step for you to acknowledge this, look yourself in the mirror, tell yourself what you don't like about you and want to make a change. Mm -hmm. So I hope that this is not insulting by us saying we're excited for you. Yep. Let us know if you need any more resources. Um, we don't know where you are. Yeah. So if note. you can send mm-hmm. us a note if you want. But see your doctor, get a referral, 
and start being more honest about it with yourself and even the people around you if, if you're able to do that at this time. But again, a therapist can definitely help you with that. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Okay, next. Uh, I have a very long track record of being in relationships for too long with the wrong guy. My friends have labeled me as the douchey dater. When I met A, we hit it off right away. I tried to find a guy for me that was the opposite of my exes, and A was. I fell for him hard and fast. My friends and family agreed he was a good guy for me. I had to have surgery on my lady bits relatively early on in our relationship, and he was so caring and understanding during the seven weeks of no sex, which only made me fall for him more. I was used to douchey guys, remember? But about four months in, I found out he was sort of in a relationship when we first started dating. He says the relationship was over when he met me, but the other girl was still living with him, very much still in love with him and trying to make it work. He asked her to move out shortly after meeting me and says there was never anything physical between them once we met. I felt stupid. I should have noticed something like that. I was hurt. If I had found out early on, I would have walked away. A assured me that... She is out of the picture like that, so I stayed, but they are still friends. The other girl does know about A and I. He told me she found a note he kept that I had wrote to him and had some proof to go with what he was saying. Since then, A has been very honest with me about things related to the other girl. A couple of weeks ago, A started becoming a little distant. He was having a really rough couple of weeks of work, and he was working a lot of nights when I work days, making it hard to see each other. I didn't think too much about it, but this morning I found a note in his nightstand table when I was putting something away. The other girl had come to his place around the time he became distant, which he had told me about, to get something left behind from the move. The note was two pages from her explaining how much she loves him and how thankful she is for all he did during their relationship. She ended the note with explaining in detail what she loves about him and that she hopes that they still end up together. This was something she gave to him when she saw him last. I know it wasn't there before. I did not mean to find this note, but now I don't know what to do. I was simply putting something away in his nightstand like I typically do. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how to bring this up without sounding like I was snooping like a crazy bitch. Why did he keep this note and why did he keep it where I could easily find it? I'm also scared of what his answer will be because I'm starting to fall in love with this man. I know I'm not a fling because it's been more than six months. But what if he is having second guesses? Am I falling back into the cycle of dating douches? Do I have blinders on like I've had in previous relationships and not seeing him for the douche that he could be? Please help slap some sense into me, douchey dater. Oh, douchey. douchey dater. You were just putting I don't want to call you douchey, (laughs) but if you insist, no. No. Um, I I don't want to call you douchey. Let's call you a D. Let's call you um, Snoopy. (laughs) (laughs) Let's call you Snoopy. Yeah. (laughs) Not that that's a bad thing. We've all done it. Yeah, um, but I just like how she's like, man, I just by accident put something away and pulled out two full-length pages. Fine. 
Um, the letter. I mean, I'm kind of I. I kind of have to sometimes work off instinct off of these things. And for me, I'm not getting a feeling that her boyfriend's a douche. I'm getting more of a feeling that the ex-girlfriend is a bit of a douche. You know, she's trying to woo him back maybe. But I feel like from everything that you've told us, Snoopy, is that um, he's been really honest with you. You know, he told you that she came by. He's kind of been really like quite an open book. Um, So I feel like you should continue that theme with the relationship and be honest. Tell him that you saw this fucking letter. You fucking were putting something away and you fucking pulled out two pages and read it. Mm -hmm. Um, And see what he has to say because if you leave this in your own head, you're going to start to feel really insecure. You're going to start acting differently, um, which is going to make him feel weird. Like it's just going to turn – something that could be honest into like this weave of weird bullshit lying. You know yeah. what I mean? I I think that the thing is even before Snoopy found the two-page letter by mm. accident, she was already having issues with how they started and yes. the fact that A was with this other girl and was living with this other girl mm-hmm. and didn't know about it. And even though A has been upfront with her, that's a lingering problem for her. Of course. Because she um, the last thing she wants to do is date another fucking dude. That's right. So, and then that compounded with the fact that she's found this two-page letter and this girl isn't willing to give up on him, um, which, I mean, I wish we could talk to her because there is wanting to be with somebody and then there's wanting to be with somebody who has left you for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like, that is, that 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 really concerns me because... You know, when someone has said to you, I don't want you, I'm pursuing something with somebody else, why do you keep... Well, you know what that is. That triggers people wanting the I other know. person so badly again. It's just so... Yeah, like it's... I've been anyway, in situations where a guy's broken up with me and then I'm like, hmm, maybe I should have gone back I, with but, that person. But I did... I've done that. Yeah. But then I've manipulated the guy that's into getting mean. back with me immediately. Yes. That's what this chick's doing. But it hasn't been immediate. He's still with Snoopy. Yes. Unless you think that he's... No, but I do think that... I know what you're saying. Yes, you've tried to get that person yeah. back and you do right away. Yeah. But sometimes... Sure. When they've moved on and you're like, uh, what? You've... Right. You want them back again even more. I I think that Snoopy has all this anxiety related to how they started. Yes. And then has found this letter. So my advice is I... And this is... It's pretty... I know it's pretty, um, I have, like, if it were me, I have a plan. And my plan and my advice to Snoopy is I think that you should disclose what you found. Mm -hmm. And I think that that should be the opening to a conversation that leads to you two taking a break. Oh, a break. Oh, this is interesting. Yeah. Okay. Because I I think that, you know, there has to be some resolution in terms of she's clearly not comfortable with the fact that he – went from one person straight to her. And the at the root of this is questioning whether or not he has lingering feelings for the ex. She's pinpointed that he's been a little bit distant. But that's due to work. Let Like, okay, but go on, keep on going, sorry. Yeah, and so in order for you, at the heart of this, he's been a little bit distant. It's leading to her feeling, bottom line, the word is insecure. Mm-hmm. I feel like in order for her to feel more secure about things, you need to take a step back and let him show you 
that he's serious about you. Hi, I'm insecure. This is how we started. You had a relationship that was overlapping with me. You didn't tell me about it. I've since found out. Now I find this letter. I'm not really sure if, you you know, you're ready to move on with me. If you are, then during this break, you know, we can take some time, take a breather. If you still want me, then I know for sure I'm your girl. Okay. I don't believe in breaks because they don't really work. Okay. Um, and I also think that before, even if you do take Lenny's advice and take a break, even though breaks don't work, um, <laughs> that give the dude a chance to explain, right? Who's to say that he, if she's insecure, then that's stuff that, that Snoopy can work on. I don't think you have, I don't think he needs to do any more work. He's been honest and, and um, upfront about, you know, that, that this girl that- Has he, he? Because he hasn't been honest and upfront about her leaving him this letter. But everything, maybe he didn't want to like hurt her feelings. Like he told her that she came over. Was he supposed to be like, and she left me this? Like some things you don't have to share because he probably already knows she's insecure about this chick anyways. Right. Um, I would just give him the opportunity, yes, to- to prove again, once again, that he is being honest with you um, and and have that discussion and see where that goes. If his answer, if you don't like his answer, if you don't like what he has to say about that letter, then for sure, peace out. I wouldn't take a break. I'd fucking just break up with him. Um, but I, I really do think at this point, it's a bit too early to give a, to, to take a break. Like at this point, just find out what the fuck he has to say about it. I think to me, I think the break would help her sort out she her She loves him. Insecure. The break's going to... I don't know. She she says that she's falling in love with him. Yes. Um, I think you. I think that Snoopy needs to just take a step back and reassess, um, and see if he comes back and see what he shows, and at least barf out all of her insecure feelings and her Snoopy letter feelings, and um, and then take a step back and be like, listen, I'm just not in a great headspace. Like this clearly is weighing on her. It sucks. Like, to me, this is not happiness. If she's still thinking about how they got together and this other girl and blah, 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 blah. So that's my, that's okay. what I would okay. do. Sasha doesn't advocate for a break because she doesn't think breaks work, but we both do agree that you should at least tell Have him conversation. about this letter. And But yeah, obviously I'm on the break side. And a break doesn't have to be a year, but you know, taking a couple of weeks away from each other or even a month just to sort of sort things out and take a look at things from some distance is not a bad thing to me. Okay. I just, I think, I think Snoopy could do the work if, if they had that conversation and um, he's honest with her and she, she feels like he's telling her the truth, then she can still continue to do the work on her insecurity whilst in the relationship. That's my take on it. I mean, the third option is a line in the sand and be like, you can't talk to her anymore. Well, I would think that that would be, I would hope that would be his, um, his giving of truth, which would also come with the fact that, hey, you know what, if she makes you feel uncomfortable, then I'll fade her out of my life a bit. Yeah. I would hope he would come with that. Yes. Okay. Last letter. Hi, Sasha. I'm 24 years old and I've been with the same guy. Let's call him S since I was 18. It's really hard for me to say letters. So S, I'm just going to call him Scott. I hate the name Scott. Do we know if we hate Maybe Scott we yet? Maybe we hate him then. That could be <laughs> okay. appropriate. Um, okay, I'll call him... Um, Sam? S- Sam. Great. I'm 24 years old and I've been with the same guy, let's call him Sam, since I was 18. He was my first everything. When I was 21, we got engaged. Wow. Okay. 18, 
then 21 engaged. We still aren't married. And for the last year, our relationship has gone to shit. Utter, complete shit. Maybe we should call him Scott. Okay. We recently decided to take a break for a few months. Oh, here we go. But the breaks just to figure out if being together is really meant to be. We both agreed we would see other people during this break. Scott asked for the break and that we would try not to have sex with other people during our break, but anything else is okay. What does that mean? Anything above the waist is okay? Look, I... Okay. Let's get to this. I don't know how I'm supposed to act towards him. Like, can we still text or should we just cut it off completely until the break is over? I'm confused about the etiquette of a break. Another thing is I recently joined Bumble to meet other people. Good for you. I feel very outdated with the dating world as some of them want to meet me after a day of texting. Is that normal? Yes. Um, I feel like a grandma entering the dating world and I'm figuring out that I'm very insecure about myself. All the guys I've interacted with are almost an hour away, which might be a problem, but there's one guy on Bumble that I'm very attracted to and we've been texting continuously. I don't want to make him feel like I'm leading him on as I'm not over Scott or the break. Is that wrong? Do I tell him I'm on a break? I'm even more confused on the etiquette of a post-break. Thank you. Any help would be appreciated. 24-year-old grandma. Okay, Scott, he is totally a okay, Scott. Fine. Because, yeah. Um, uh, so this goes back to the break. Well, this Reason- is a stupid break. Like, to me, no offense, uh, 25 grandma, um, but like a break where you can see other people. I never yeah. said that the previous person should take a break and see other people and do everything but sex. Like, what is this? But that's what so many people do with breaks. Is like they're not being celibate on their breaks. They're like, I need to like. This is an emotional timeout. It isn't like, oh, like to me, this is first of all the this the this Scott who's like, let's just take wants- a break, but I I'm not gonna fuck anyone, but I'll stick my finger in her pussy yes. and not and that, get my dick sucked. Yeah, and yes. she can suck my dick and like whatever. That's like yes, I get some titty action in my face, yeah. and I like that's okay. Like uh, uh, anyway, um, grandma. Yes. Who's 24 years old. Who was going to be, was engaged to him. Who's engaged and has only, and has been with him since she was 18. Been with him 18, since 18, 21 engaged, now 24, still not married. Girl, I am telling you, for me, if this guy is saying to you, I need a break and the conditions of the break are no dick penetration, <laughs> but finger penetration and, yeah. you know, tongue penetration and all that. This is not a life. This is not for you. No, not a break. It should be a break up. Yes. A hundred thousand bajillion percent. Yes. Leave this guy. Kick him to the Told fucking you. Curb. Like leave Scott the and fucking And then fucking name get on Bumble and find this fucking hot well, dude whoever. and go on, on a date with him. So to answer your question, is it normal after one day of texting that people on Bumble want to meet you? Fuck yes. It. That's what they want to do. <laughs> They want yes. to stick their fingers in yes. you, have their dick sucked. And stat. that is fine. Like, yes. that is the point. You have been in a long-term relationship slash engagement since you're 18, so we're going on six years now. I don't want you to get into another serious relationship. No. I want you to sample what is out there. Yes. I want you to have fun. Have fun. I want you to feel lots of fingers. I want you to put your mouth on around a lot of dicks safely with consent, obviously. And I want you to go out there and live and not worry about Scott. I promise you he's doing the same thing. And he gets to think that you're at home waiting for him. Which is what? Fuck him. Yes. Fuck Scott. I told you fucking why I hate like the name Scott. (laughs) Hate it so fucking much. um, 
I think of Scott. What's the um, Peterson? No. The one who killed his wife? No. Nope. Maybe that one? No, I wasn't thinking that extreme. I was thinking Scott the model who's an actor who's... Oh, Scott Eastwood? Scott Eastwood. That That's too. who I'm thinking of. That too. And I'm also thinking of the Scott Kardashian Scott. All Scott's bad. Scott Disick. Disick. Oh, yes. yes. It's one of those yes. names, right? We've just ma- named... It's like, like a white guy with like blue eyes. No, and and, and like... Um, and he like goes around calling people brother. Bro. Hey, hey brother. <laughs> okay, so we don't... Anyway, so sorry. Um, we, we don't mean we to un- shit on your fiancé, yes, but we kind say. of do mean to shit on your fiancé. I'm yeah. sorry because um, I like... I. I hate this idea of the break for you, and I hate that it was his idea to take the break, and he and could go around as a break, like he yes. really needed the time to think about yeah. it emotionally. That's Meanwhile, why he he's could doing walk it. around motorboating people. Fuck him. Yeah, I, I think that yes, I say fuck him, and so you what, go get motorboated. I'm mad. I'm mad now. <laughs> I love that how mad you are. You just want her tits to be like fucking jumbled with. Um, I think for sure this break, I, yeah, I think you need to reset the boundaries of the break and break up. And so there's that. And, and I think that's really important. What I can't stand when people do with breakups is they think they can still have the same conversations and texts and have like these like emotional goodbyes over and over again. No. If you're going to break up with someone and you fucking have to do it right, which means you cut them out of your goddamn life. Like as hard as it is, you just fucking don't answer the phone. You don't answer texts. You don't engage. Um, That is the only way that you can like rip the bandaid off and continue on. 24-year-old grandma. My God, 24. Oh. You're in your prime, dude. You you don't even, you are in a glorious time right now. And we don't want you to be handcuffed to a break and not knowing boundaries with Scott. So we will just make you linger and linger until you're fucking 32 and you're still with this fucking loser and he still wants a fucking break. He doesn't want to get married. Yeah. Anyway, so release yourself from, we want to release you from these break handcuffs. Yes. um, As you bumble and And Tinder and Raya, if you can get on Raya and whatever is out there, um, because like... I'm so excited for you. And you're attracted to this guy. The fact that you are attracted to this guy is a good sign. It means that you are curious about what's out there. So do yourself a favor, like unburden yourself from all the things that you're taught that you're tied down to that are preventing you from pursuing this attraction to this guy on Bumble and go out and have some fun. But also have some fun and, but also really reflect on the reality of this, this relationship with Scott and, and really be truthful and really be honest about um, if it was actually a really good relationship. Why did, why did you guys need that break? Like really do um, a deep dive into um, any red flags that you saw. Do you know what I mean? Like really yeah. make sure that the next person that you're with d- doesn't have the same characteristics as he does. Yeah, that's a deep dive within yourself. You don't yeah. need to deep dive with Scott at this point. Yeah, deep I'm, dive with yourself yes. and then deep dive into someone yes. else's dick. I'm a... <laughs> On to. Deep dive on, on to, to some, someone else's yes. dick. I just want to say one more thing. I think that you, I'm just a bit worried that when you have your final break talk with Dick Face Scott, that he is going to still want to um, keep you in this state of perpetual, I don't know, breaks and boundaries. Please be strong. Yes. Please be strong and do not let him talk you back into it. And it's, it's done. Agreed. It's Agreed. done. Thank you for listening. 
Um, Keep your questions coming to Sasha at LaneyGossip.com. Keep listening to us on iTunes, leaving comments and reviews. We really appreciate it. And uh, bye. Bye. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.